Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 86 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Mike, Devin, and JD. And guys, I cannot believe that this is episode 86. In 1986, something cool happened. What would have happened in 1986 that we could commemorate this episode with? Um, let's see. I got nothing. I don't even know what happened in 1986. Mike, Devin, you guys are really old. You were alive during this time. Any notable things that happened during 1986? It was four. I don't know. 1985 ended. That is true. How about we do this? Significant events. Uh, let's see. How much things cost in 1986? No. Let's see. Dow Jones. Average household price. Soviet nuclear reactor at Chernobyl explodes. That's pretty significant. Considering there's a new reality, not reality TV show, a documentary on HBO about it. So there's that. So, okay. And just like Chernobyl, this episode is going to explode um, it, in a bad, terrible way. The reactor has melted. There is, yeah, we'll start over for you. No, I think we'll just keep going. Just like Chernobyl, we'll cover it with a uh, rolling dome and we'll forget it's there. And, <laughs> you know, the uh, wildlife and the wild... I was going to say wild plants, but that's not how you say wild plant life. The uh, flora and the fauna are flourishing over there. So so one thing that we want to do to commemorate episode 86, we had a Twitter, another little Twitter contest giveaway of, a, um, of an item. I will show it here right quick. It is a omelet cutting board. I guess it can be any kind of cutting board. It doesn't have to specifically be an omelet cutting board, right? You can cut anything on this thing. So we've got a cutting board that we made up with one of Sev's favorite sayings from Heart of the not Heart of the Swarm. Heart of the Swarm is a different game made by a different uh, developer from the Swarm Tyrant. It says I don't want that omelet. So we're going to do a quick giveaway for that. We put out a thing on Twitter, and all anyone had to do is respond to that, and we were going to give this thing away. So I need a quick um, drum roll, Mike. You always give us our sweet drum rolls. Can you give us a drum roll, please? All right, and the winner is Bulbasaur Stan. Bulbasaur Stan is the winner of this thing. We will reach out to Bulbasaur Stan, and hopefully the only stipulation we had is this had to be in the U.S., and it looks like they are tagged in the U.S. All right, so we will send this out. We will contact Bulbasaur Stan, and they will enjoy this sweet omelet cutting board and they can hang it up they can do whatever they want with it it's like that perfect size if you have kids you can use it to swat your kids put a couple holes in there it's true you could do that (laughs) (laughs) this is the show guys right now on episode 86 this is just kind of how we're doing it all right not a lot to talk about there there are there are some things though that we'd like to talk about we're going to talk about some eth EA play predictions that we have coming up. JD wants to talk about some uh, earnings reports from EA. So if you've read over, I'm sure there's been a lot of discussion on the internet about the earnings reports, what EA plans to do. So we're going to dive deep into that. But I wanted to 
kind of ask a more general overall question on the state of Anthem and kind of get your guys' feedback on it. Because it's something that I think we we talk a lot about how to fix things in the game, what we're enjoying in the game, because I don't think 100% of the game needs to be fixed. There's a lot of things that are great about it. The traversal is really great. All they got to do is make it so we can fly all the time. Um, but one of the things that is really on everyone's mind as of late is the loot, because that's why you play a looter shooter, is to get loot, correct? I'm not wrong in that assumption that we all want to get loot? Correct. All right, so question is... Um, as gamers, people that play games a lot, we tend to really like a certain thing and we like to to carry over. For example, if you are a huge fan of Diablo 3, um, you really like the way the loot is delivered. You like the way enemies kind of change in there. So you're, you kind of take those things and you say, hey, this would be really awesome in this game. But then again, sometimes we feel like if we're if we're seeing the same old thing, we also don't like that either, right? We kind of say, hey, I've seen this before. You know, I would like something new. Do you guys think that, you know, the the way that they're going to bring loot into Anthem, would you rather it be similar to something that you have played before? Or would you rather it be something completely new that you've never seen before? And we'll let Devin answer first, because I know Devin thinks about this stuff a lot. Oh, I, don't know. I need a minute to think about this. <laughs> Why? That's enough. That's been a minute. Mike, Let's or if now. you guys, I mean, so if you guys have, like, you know, chime in right away. We don't have to, like, you know, stop and think about this too much. So, Mike, would you rather have you something brand new? I know, but the Devin, I, like, totally. I don't believe um, in reinventing the wheel. I don't think that it needs to be so brand new that, that you can't say, oh, this is kind of like this system. Or this is kind of like this system. I think that that of the games that we have mentioned most on our show and compared Anthem with Diablo 3, Destiny, um, I guess basically those two have been kind of our, our baselines when we talk about looter shooters. I think that both of those games have great things that, that Anthem could use to bolster their loot system greatly. And I don't think that there needs to be any skirting around it to try to make it look like a different product. Gamers are intelligent. We know what systems look like and feel like. And I, and I don't think that we are going to balk at, oh, this is very Destiny-ish or this is very Diablo 3-ish. I, I don't think we're going to do that. Yes, put your own spin on it. Yes, it'll be um, your own flavor, but but take the good things from that system that worked, implement them into the game, and I think you would see um, huge dividends very quickly. And, and I and I completely agree with that. If you take the good from any system and you put it into yours with your spin on it, that would be great. But do you think that? I know. Sometimes I get the feeling that no matter what they do, even if they create this new system, where you know people are going to push back against it and they're going to say, "Oh, it's not enough like this. It's not enough like this. It's too different like this." I almost feel like bringing in a completely new system is the only way that you know they can really you know make the game their own. Because otherwise, well, people like us will always wrong. be like, "Well, no, it's okay it's, it's, it's fine. It's I okay can, to be wrong, and that's and fine. I'll be wrong because but because I, how can you build like?" Like, it is so hard to build something from the ground up. 
Well, because th- how do you not even inadvertently take stuff from those other games? And, and then that's I mean, not really what I'm saying. I'm re- what I'm really saying is that you know if if it's too much like those the, like those games, there will always be this thing that's like, oh, Anthem just borrowed everything from Diablo because they couldn't figure it out. So it always have that Anthem stigma, will be Fortnite, right? It'll, yeah, it'll it, Fortnite. it would always have that stigma over it that oh, you couldn't figure out your own thing to make it fun. So all you did was steal from Destiny. And now this is just a Destiny clone, right? And so that's um, kind of like where I'm coming from. It's like, how do you get away from that possibility? You know, how different think, does it really have to be? I, I think I think according to all copyright laws, like eighty percent different or something like that, or maybe twenty percent different. Like, like if you if you go that way, I mean, you know what I mean. But but I I don't me I don't think that you need to to break your back over trying to make this system that is so revolutionary and so different and i get what you're saying that yes you do take the good stuff but i, I don't think so I, I don't think that is is an issue for me and i don't think pardon me that 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 they should let that become a a hinge point where they can't get past or or some or a barrier, you know. I, I think go ahead and go and take the good stuff. If it looks a little bit like it, it's still a different enough game in its makeup with with what we're doing with the javelins. With uh, and so so I guess I guess I think that it's different enough that way that it isn't that it wouldn't become a clone of these games that we've talked about. So I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for at least trying it. Maybe maybe. The thing that'll work is an iteration somewhere in between, you know, kind of taking some stuff from Destiny, taking some stuff from Diablo. And then what really works and what really, you know, kind of makes its way through is 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 a hybrid of those things. And then and then you have your product. So I think that's kind of one of the one of the nice things about a live service game is that it you can allow it to be different and, and you can allow it to kind of take on its own personality i guess i don't know if i'm if i'm making any sense i i no, no. sometimes i start a sentence and i don't really know where it's gonna end i just try to hopefully find my way well i know rick, i know rick tone yes. and logan b from the chat also agree that so rick says i totally agree nothing wrong with using other game systems and logan says agreed i'm totally okay if they kind of model after other looter shooters so jd you had a quick thought in there yeah i mean well like i I mean, I, I, I studied film in college and one of the big things in there is that, well, I mean, one of the biggest things that you can get that you need to get over uh, when you're learning how to write and everything is the fact that it is incredibly hard to create anything truly original and unlike anything that has come before. It's basically a moot point. So a lot of, a lot of, you know, people usually encourage people to do three things, which is copy, transform and combine. You copy somebody else that was successful or something else that was successful. And it doesn't just have to be one thing. It could be multiple things. You tweak it, transform it, you know, add things that are your own, maybe enhance certain things, maybe take away certain other things, trim the fat, and then you combine it with something else that worked somewhere else. You know, it's like, it's store. Well, it happens in storytelling all the time. You know, like, for example, like, you know, Star Wars is like a, classic tale but it's just told in a high fantasy setting here with anthem they like 
I don't think they could create a, a, a loot system that is truly innovative. And I don't think they need to because there are loot systems out there that work. There are, and each loot system has its own thing, well, has its own thing that it does really well. And I think that if Anthem, if, if Bioware really takes, or really considers the parts of Anthem that people like and kind of take ideas from other, well, other loot systems and other games, and they tailor what they take, what they enhance, and what they combine with it to complement what Anthem does really well, then I feel like that would be better than them basically bending over backwards to try to create something revolutionary because I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think there are already, there's no need to, there's already things out there that work. Yeah. But I mean, when we say that there's already things out there that work, it almost feels like, well, you know, just take this little section of the game, smash it with this story section of the game and bada bing, bada boom, you got a game, right? I mean, we we know it's not as easy as that, but I just think that there has to be something different enough about it or else why not if you know if if well, i like diablo the, 3's loot system so much i should just go play diablo 3 right the originality in these cases usually ends up coming in what combination of things that you have it's not so much like it's like when you come up with a new dish you didn't invent bell peppers you know it's just you use bell peppers in a different way like that's that's all this is it's basically like, yeah, it's an oversimplification. Yeah, we're taking a bunch of things, ripping things off, and just smashing them together to make something that looks good. But that's how a lot of it is done. And if it's original in its execution, that's more so the key than it being wholly original. Like, it's not like it's a house made up of some material that never existed before. It's still going to be a house made of brick and stone. So we just need to be the we just is. need to be the Taco Bell of game developers. Seven same seven ingredients in everything that we make. Oh yeah, the so Devin, myth. Devin, now that now that you've had uh, enough time to to correlate all your thoughts together into a, a coherent sentence, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's look at look at Anthem, right? It's uh, the flu system really is a lot like Destiny already. So uh, we don't get weapons that pop out of things, right? We get uh, little, little glowy little bits, icons, little glowy bits that we have to go decrypt, basically. In this case, we don't have to go to someone to decrypt it, you know, like you do in Destiny. But it's similar, but different. Uh, we have the rarity scale, like you have uh, in Destiny, something similar. And um, you also have... It's just... it's There's so much that's similar. Like, you can change weapons now, you know, when you're out in the game. You can change it just like you can in Destiny. You can... Um, you can't change everything, obviously, but you can change some things. I don't think they need to m- create something completely different, but I don't mind that they take bits from from other games and improve them and fit them into Anthem in the way they want it to be. Right? I mean, there's parts of the Diablo system that I like. There's parts of the Destiny system that I like. There's also parts from Borderlands that I like where you get to see your guns automatically and you see them right there. I don't have to take them anywhere. They're there. I can use them right then. Um, that's something that I really like. I don't want to have to go and decrypt them. But the problem is, is you need more... If you want to do something like Borderlands, you need more guns, more variety, and more options. And they don't have that currently in Anthem. Right? There's only a certain set of things. Yes, they can change some of the inscriptions, but that's not really going to change a whole lot. You know? Um, 
because there there really is. I mean, it's um, you know a very limited amount of weapon variety in it. There's maybe what how many? Out off the top of my head, maybe what thirty something weapons. There's twenty four different weapon types. Okay, so twenty four different weapon types, and no, not twenty four have... different weapon types. Sorry, I think there's twenty four different... different weapons. I think yeah, so, um, I mean, assault rifle has three. Like the sniper rifle has three. Some of them have two or whatever, but there's not that much variety. There's not that much. So I mean, they need to create much more variety in their weapons. Their weapons are super generic and basic, and they need to. I mean, we've talked about this in depth, you know, with their legendary system, and and I really, you know, I really think it was a mistake the way they chose the rarities. I think masterwork should have been the top. Legendary should have been underneath it, and there's so many things that, that that I think needs to be reworked. Um, you know, so I mean, in theory, their system would be entirely new when it comes back if it if if I had my way. But um, when they update it and change it, but yeah, I mean, they would need pieces from from multiple games for the system that I want. It's bits and pieces of everything that I enjoy from multiple games. So I, I really don't have a problem with bringing those all in. I don't want them to copy 100% what one game of what they do because I don't think one game has everything that I want. So, so it's got to be something, a mixture of everything. So I agree. I mean, this is this is something we have no idea what they're working up. We don't know what their plans are. They haven't said much of anything about the loot. They're probably not going to until they're ready for it. Um, so we're, we're just going to have to... See how it turns out, I guess. I mean, if once we see it, we'll hopefully we'll see it in the PTR or the PFE or the B. I forget what they're calling it, what they're calling their live test server. Player test environment. There you go. So once we see it there, hopefully we'll have a chance to actually get some feedback to the team before the game releases, unlike um, how the beta or the alpha or the demo or whatever we were calling it came out. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JD. So you wanted to talk about the earnings call. So I will let you take this away. There's been a lot of talk about it on the internet. So what did you want to touch here on the earnings call? Well, uh, I can't remember if it came out uh, just before we recorded the podcast or after we recorded the podcast last week. But anyways, EA uh, did their earnings call and they had a transcript of the whole thing. And they said some uh, pretty... Uh, both sobering and reassuring things about Anthem. A um, couple of key quotes is, uh, we are similarly committed to the live service of Anthem, or live service for Anthem, and delivering for our community in this new IP over the long term. The launch of Anthem in Q4 did not meet, ex- or, well, meet our expectations. However, we believe in the team at Bioware, and we also believe in what they set out to achieve with this game, building a new IP and melding genres to reach a new audience. Um, they say that uh, players have spent more than 150 million hours in Anthem since launch, um, that, they've, that they're aware of the problems, they've heard the feedback from the community, uh, and they go on to say, quote, the team is now very focused on continued improvements to the game and will then bring more content, update, and in-game events that will enhance and expand uh, the Anthem experience. Um, they say a lot more in the transcript. You can find it with a simple uh, Google search. Um, but they did mention that they did a little bit better this year in terms of uh, kind of digital sales uh, by about 10% because of Anthem, which is cool. Um, they talk about, um, well, they say, quote, it's a great original IP and we've doubled down on the product. And while a lot of people, um, really focused on the fact that Anthem 
like basically EA admitted that Anthem didn't meet their expectations. Um, I think the bigger point here to focus on is the fact that they are stating and their plan is to double down on Anthem. They, they've heard the feedback. They appear to believe in it. They've made it very clear that it's not something they're going to just up and abandon, uh, at least not at this moment. If you're one of those people who's like, well, you know, that doesn't mean that it's safe forever in the future either. But I know for me, it was reassuring. But what do you guys think? No, no one's safe. No like pl- playing devil's advocate though, but they're not going to come come out in the earnings call and say that hey, we're scrapping this, right? We just spent you know millions of dollars on this thing and we're scrapping it. I don't I know. Mean, what do you mean after Mass Effect Andromeda? What I did mean, they, they write they, it there? They didn't really. I I don't remember the earning call uh, for that one particularly uh, well off the top of my head, but they didn't say that they were going to continue to support it. They just kind of said, yeah, it happened. Um, like I. And maybe this is me. I'm no expert in business uh, like William from your anthem is, but I feel like it's a bad move to really um, openly acknowledge how bad a product is in a shareholder meeting or like when you're talking to your shareholders, because that implies that the people who are who are handling your money are making mistakes. And that's not exactly something that you want to have them think. Uh, But at the same time, like they didn't have to go out of their way to say that they're doubling down the, on the project. They didn't have to go out of their way to say that they're working on improving it, that they're putting effort into yeah. fixing things and addressing feedback. So, like, while I get, well, I get the concern. Like, I, it's reassuring to me. But then again, I'm not everybody. So, yeah, I think really they need, you know, two, two kind of teams. Like, like Bungie's been doing for a while, where they had two teams. Uh, they have one team that's really working on the big expansion stuff that's coming down the line, and then they have live service. And right now, live service needs to keep putting out stuff in the uh, world of Anthem that we have. Uh, they need to keep patching things and that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know what their stream, the team structure is uh, for Bioware and for Anthem, but they really need to have, like, I mean, that was kind of almost a, also created a problem from the end of Destiny 1. In Destiny 2, because the people working on Destiny 2 um, were working on a completely different game environment. Everything was so different with new tool sets and everything else that a lot of the stuff from Destiny 1 didn't carry over, and that caused a huge problem, you know. So there, there's definitely a lot of issues, you know. I mean, they need to remake a lot of stuff, create new things um, to really improve Anthem. I mean, the, the core gameplay is really fun. Like they, they said, you know, everybody... The game looks great. It's fun to fly around in, and you're traveling, but there's a, there's a lot of problems with everything else, basically. And um, so they need to fix that, but they also need to have the people that can do that. But they they can't just say, "Hey, we're not going to put anything out for six months or a year," and because I mean, then the game will just basically die, and then they'd have to re- relaunch it, you know. So I mean, they need to have the people that are working on continually updating the game. Like right now, there's you know, we kind of talked about it last week. There's not really much to do. I mean, it was great um, playing the new Stronghold for a little bit. And then hopefully we'll hear more about the Cataclysm here real soon um, to give us more to play and more to do in Anthem and reasons for people to come back and play it and check it out again. And, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think they're in a difficult place. But I, another thing they did say that you didn't mention was also about their digital sales um, was the fact that this was the largest digital, you know, 
digital sales that they'd had of any of their games ever. And so, you know, a lot of people when it first came out were like, oh, Anthem only sold this many physical copies. But the, it was, I believe it was like over 60 or 70% of the game sales were digital, something like that. I, I can't remember the exact number, but. Do you think they're including. Way more um, than they do you think they're including subscriptions to um, EA Premier Access Ultra Prime or whatever? Origin Access Premier? Yeah, there um, you go. Probably. If they want to boost the numbers, I'm guessing, maybe. but Because we do, we do know from just reading the internet and a lot of people that have said, hey, you know, they, they ponied up the $15 a month in order to try out Anthem. So I'm wondering how that's included. I mean, maybe they can generate... You know, on their end, hey, you know, this person subscribed for this month. They played this many hours of Anthem. This was like the sole reason for them to sign up this month. So I don't know how much that puts into it. But even but even then, I mean, we we all know that everything's going digital nowadays. So we've got Microsoft putting out an all digital Xbox, and you know, I I don't I don't remember the last time I bought a physical video game. So all (laughs) hail the digital future that we have coming in. So so is when I buy them. Right. And so, Devin, I mean, you brought up a good point when we talk about things to do. Um, every t- every week, we kind of do a little check-in on seeing out what we're doing in the game and how we're doing. So, Mike, what, what was your anthem like um, this last past week? What were the goals that you were trying to complete in the game? Um, coin, getting coin, doing the, uh, the daily activities. It's um, about it. Coin so I can get some cool stuff from the store. Like so, how much how much coin did you earn this week through the activities? Uh, so through how I play, and and it's like like playtime has tapered way off for me for a lot of different reasons. Um, but I earn I earn about uh, three thousand five hundred coin a week. A week, three thousand five hundred a week. Yeah, I. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago that I have been earning coin the wrong way. Um, is there and, a right way? And I have tried to. I think there is a correct way by doing by completing the challenges with the different guns and with the different the different yeah. abilities and the different javelins and stuff. So there is a way to up it. I understand that my coin earnings are low, so don't so don't anybody lose their mind. Like I know that that it's not where it should be. Okay. Um, but, but it's not but where it should be in general for the game, though, right? Like the game, needs the to game, way more coins. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, because absolutely. if if you I have to earn coin by and completing I, all those challenges, eventually those challenges are going to stop because you're going to have them done, and then you the only way right. to earn coin is through your daily, your weeklies. So, and that's not right. near and enough. So, for... And so there needs to be a and and it seems like and again with my with the way wrong that I have been doing it because it happens. I do things wrong every now and then. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been going for coin to get stuff out of the store. I've been, I've been not really chasing legendaries, but every time I do get a legendary, I see how it fits in the current build I have and what I need to do to change that build um, to maximize the legendaries that I do have. Cause obviously you try to, to equip that legendary first to make sure because it should in theory have legendary abilities on it um right theory so so you look at that to see how it's going to work out with the current build you have sometimes they don't sometimes you get a legendary that is very um maybe ranged 
you know, it has a stat on it that that uses a a frost grenade versus an inferno grenade or something, you know. So so you just look at tweaking builds and building that number, going in, testing guns, testing numbers to see what is good. And so that's a, that's about it. Nothing super like I've got to get in and do this. I've got to get in and do that. So so yeah, that's right. That's where I landed this week. Cool. Devin, where did you land this week? Uh, so I logged in, uh, for the new cosmetic items and, uh, I logged in to go over my build and, uh, cause we're going to talk about that if we have time later. Um, that's about it. Like uh, this week I haven't really played much Anthem. I've just been uh, doing work things. And then I've also been playing, uh, Sea of Thieves. So I'm hoping, you know, Anthem can do what Sea of Thieves has done, you know, going from a game that's fun at the core and not having much content to a year from there having a ton of content and a lot of fun things to do. So um, it gives me hope for what Anthem can be. And it's just something I'm looking forward to. Very cool. JD, where have you been this week? Um, I, I popped in a couple of times this week, um, you know, trying out, well, you know, to get the uh, new cosmetic items and check that out. Um, you know, ended up customizing my javelin for a good, well, good while testing out different color schemes, you know, trying to change it up. Um, I tried to play some strongholds and, uh, world events, uh, because I'm really close to uh, finishing that challenge of valor. Finally, I only need like, I think like 20 more world events. And, uh, I, I don't know what it's been about this most recent update, but for whatever reason, I cannot seem to uh finish a mission without getting disconnected from the server um it's been a kind of big problem for me recently and it's actually kind of discouraging because i'll be like what was it what happened uh this last week i was playing the sunken cell uh and i probably sunk in about uh 10 15 minutes uh of time into it and what ended up happening was we were in the area leading up to the boss fight and i get that that screen, that screen in the middle saying like uh, connecting the server and things like that. And then all of a sudden I get kicked to the loading screen. Um, I try to rejoin, I get back in and then it comes up again. Uh, and I end up basically getting cycled in and out and I wasn't able to rejoin because I guess they finished the boss fight uh, while I was like after I loaded out the the screen is long the loading screen is long so it was like at least a minute or three minutes between too many jokes i thought of right there yeah (laughs) but yeah um that's where i ended up landing i was trying to play i just couldn't i don't know if there's an ongoing issue or not but um i did make an effort to play well to play this week or try to play this week and it was cut short so Man, it sounds like Anthem is having an issue even keeping us interested here. I've actually been playing quite a bit. I've been running Heart of Rage, Grandmaster 1, uh, loot runs, doing that a bunch. Um, having some pretty decent success. You know, every now and then I'll get a legendary or two. But mainly I'll get about four Masterworks per run. I have been getting a lot of Masterworks. Um, let's say I get one of the, I forget the name of one of the pistols. I'll get one of the Masterwork pistols, and it'll have shotgun perks on it, which is pretty interesting. I thought they had fixed that, but they have not, apparently. So that's that's what I've been doing. Grandmaster 1, Heart of, 
and it seems like there's always four people in there. If I do it on Grandmaster 2, sometimes I'll have maybe two, maybe there'll be three of us. It's pretty rare recently that there's been four of us in there, but Grandmaster 1, there's always a full crew, and we get through that pretty quickly. I think that is the most efficient and quickest way to run for Legendary, so that is what I have been doing, trying to figure out new builds and get some new weapons. So, I mean, it's... It's fun. I've been enjoying it. I've been, uh, maybe it's just because I've been playing the Heart of Rage so much, but all the new voice lines just seem super cringy to me. Like we ask the monitor after the monitor gets huge, we ask it uh, if it's gotten new shoes. And then we make a comment that we're going to be able to beat up the monitor before we go out uh, and make it back for dinner. So it's just some, there's some really weird <laughs> new dialogue in the strongholds <laughs> that it's almost like, you know, it's almost Ninja Turtles cartoon esque dialogue, where it's just kind of down to that level. Like you're, I don't. It's it's really weird. I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but it just seems really weird to me, especially in like a sci fi setting. It's like juvenile. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't want to say it's like. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe it's just like young adult. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the vibe I'm getting yeah. from all the new dialogue. So, pretty interesting. I'm still having fun, and I'm hoping that we're going to see a lot of new stuff. And, and and I am not bashing. Logan says I'm bashing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm not bashing it. It's great for the time. I mean, those back in, those are one of the things that was probably back in 1986. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. So, all right, guys, we are only 22 days away from EA Play 2019. Um, probably our next look at anything that we are going to get to see about Anthem. I predict that we're probably not going to hear about any updates, any patches any changes that are going to take place until then, which is really sad because 22 days away with zero communication um, attached to the zero communication we've had for the past. How long has it been? Like three weeks since we've kind of been dark. It's got to, has it been longer than that? Zero communication. Since last patch. Wow. It's, I guess if we made it this long, another 22 days is right. So, I mean, we we got to remember that, this time last year, we were going off of like how many months of no news of any kind at this point? And, and I think we can kind of forgive that because, the, I mean, we have the game now, right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to forgive the, the silence when the game is out and, you know, we're having a lot. There is a lot of feedback on things that we can do. So, I mean, it's to think that it's going to be 22 more days of nothing unless there is just like hot fixes and stuff. Um, I mean, I can't imagine them coming out and saying anything before EA Play. Do you, Mike? I Stranger things have happened. I, I wouldn't put it past them, but, but I don't think I'm holding my breath either. And, and I don't, again, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, maybe they're all heads down working, um, which is what we would hope and what we would, would expect you know, hope for them to do. Um, if we get something great, if not, I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt my feelings. I mean, and I'm just kind of like, uh, like I'm, I'm a hero guy. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You just show up and you're like, Oh, I guess we'll, I I guess there's a thing to talk about. You know what? Sometimes I, sometimes I feel like that, that it's just, you know what? We will get what we get and we'll get it when we get it. We can't, we can't shake a magic wand and, and get it there faster. So, you know, and and again, I I, I think I'd like to um, assume positive intentions and know that they're diligently working, because because you don't you don't have something that you're passionate about and then not diligently work at it. So I mean, 
Man, you are way more and patient I, than I, me. I'm like antsy. I'm not, I need like information. I'm not saying we have those those feelings here. I mean, 25% of us might have those feelings that we have to have all the things now, you know. And you keep, you guys, <laughs> you keep saying I want all the things now. That's not true. <laughs> I just want something well, now. That's it. I don't want well, everything. Well, I, I just want that, but, something. But 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 why do you get to have what you want? I mean. I'm, I'm, I don't get to have what I want. We've, we're, we've gone like the last 30 days with nothing. We've gone, we're going to go 22 more days with nothing. So I'm not getting what I want. You're getting exactly what you want. I, I, I don't they're in a hard place, right? So I, I think they are in a hard place. And, and you know, that's what they say. And, and I think that... That's what who says? Who says that? <laughs> I you know the people. The say people it. say, yeah, you know they. You know, so <laughs> they are in a hard spot. I, it's evident by by everything going on and everything that we talk about when we get together and talk about anthem. I think we understand it. No, I, I shouldn't say that we don't understand it, but but we understand it. If that makes any sense, like we understand to our level of though. comprehension, right? So a- absolutely, it's got to be tough. When you know, you know, JD told us that that the market share came out and said that expectations weren't met and things weren't done the way they wanted. So I'm sure they're having to regroup. We've all had those times at work where the project hasn't worked out exactly the way we wanted it, so we had to retool and relook and reshape and do all that stuff. So I get it. I don't. I don't want to be the anxious consumer. Um, and I really don't mean to say that anybody here is. I think I think we all have some angst that that we want a great product and it's not here yet, and we're anxious and hopeful for it. But but really, I mean, what can we do except wait just a little bit longer? So we we know, can so make I don't, I don't we know, can make yeah. we can I make predictions well is what we can do. Make some predictions. All right. So we did this probably around episode 67. We did a whole prediction game that I, I like making up these stupid games that Mike hates to play for some reason. So <laughs> what I want to do, we're going to do a couple of predictions. We got to go to EA Play last year. So we kind of have an idea of what what's going to happen there. So we're just going to take turns making some predictions, writing down our score. If um, we have callers that want to jump into our Discord, we'll bring them in so that they can uh, give their predictions on the air as well. So we'll do that. So first prediction, I'll, I'll start this off. So the way this game works is one of us makes a prediction and the other three rate how likely that prediction is to come true. So if the rater gives that prediction a low score, that means they also agree that that's more likely to happen. And that way, when that prediction comes true, uh, the person that made the prediction will get le- less points. So if I were to say, um, let's see, if I were to say something like there's going to be 142 new javelins um, announced at EA Play, uh, my co-host would rank that as a number 10 because it's very unlikely to happen. In which case, if it does happen, I would get a lot of points for making that prediction. Does that make sense? Are we all on the same yes. page? All right. You get the points or we get the points? We're I'll back get the to points. this again. No, Who so I, whoever so I, makes the prediction gets those points. And so we're, your and we're prediction keeping... and it's correct. You get the points that the other people have voted. The, whatever, the 1 through 10. Whatever that adds up to, you get those points if your prediction is correct. And if we're they keeping agree with you, it's a low number. If they don't agree with you, it's a high number. 
So. And we're keeping these predictions like very positive and very upbeat. Yeah, whatever we're not you want like, to be, it's a prediction. Well, no, but I'm saying like we're not gonna dog like. Change. I mean, because we're not that group, right? If I have a negative prediction, then it's it's not that much of a negative prediction. So I'll I'll start, okay? Then you guys can nope, then then we'll go through. Just just make your prediction. Don't be scared. I'm not okay. scared. I I will stand by my predictions. All right. So prediction I know number you one. Won't, but like, Steve, all right. <laughs> my ahead. first, my first prediction is we're going to get a sneak peek at a new javelin. Whether that's like a one-second look at the new javelin, or they're going to say, "Hey, and we've got a new javelin coming." My prediction for EA Play 2019 is that we are going to see a new javelin. So, what do you guys think? Bold prediction going to happen. How do you rank this prediction? I will give, give you five points. Middle of the road for Mike. I give you four points, but I think that'll just piss people off more than anything. <laughs> why? Why would that piss people off that they have a new one in the works? Because yeah, oh hey, you got a new javelin, but everything else in the game is broken. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean that's I mean that's not like that person that's making a new javelin specifically was like supposed to be working on other systems. I mean that's we all know how I mean, video games are made. It's just I mean it's a it's just a dumb reason for people to be upset because they're like, well you should instead of wasting time on making new javelins, you should be fixing the game and it's like obviously there're different people within the studio that do those things, right? There's character artists. They're they're not working on programming to fix what's there. They're they're making content and art for the game. Designers are designing new javelins and abilities and skills. So, I mean, there's different things that are going to come up, but people are, you know, like we've talked about, people are going to be pissed off about things no matter what. So, I mean, they have they have a long road ahead, but are, I, I agree uh, with the four. Okay. Are you saying the internet's going to be the internet? Is that your prediction, Devin? Should we yeah. write that down? Okay. Internet, a bunch of... Mm. All right, JD, give me, your, give me your rating here. I'm going to give it a seven. I uh, And it's kind of for the reasons that Devin said. I I don't think it's a very good idea to announce a new javelin yet, so I don't <laughs> think that it's a good idea. All right, I hope they don't do it. That will be I I'm excited when we see that because I I have all the insider info. Devin, what is your first prediction? All right, so my first prediction is. They add horses. No, skin. Uh, add horses <laughs> to Anthem. <laughs> no. Um, Hold on, real quick. This? I'm going to bring in Black Zenith here because they have been waiting in our call, and we are going to ask Black Zenith what their prediction is. Got it? Sounds good. I'm going to see if this works here. I'm going to start this call. Actually, you can give your prediction until he gets in, Devin. Okay. So they're going to finally give us a wooden. Uh, Javelin, I know. <laughs> That's what my prediction. Black Zenith, hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, how's it going hey, tonight? Hey, welcome, welcome. Hey, pretty good. How are you guys? We are doing good. We are making predictions of what is going to happen over at EA Play 2019. Do you have a sweet prediction for us? Yeah, sure. I think the prediction would be maybe some content that can lend itself to a raid so are you are you thinking of more so when you say raid um describe describe your vision of an anthem raid for us oh cool yeah so i actually enjoy anthem and i enjoy the latest stronghold that they put out 
And there are some obstacles in that stronghold that I think, you know, little minor things could have made it tougher and qualify it for maybe a raid layer. So I was actually happy to see obstacles that kind of, I mean, they were easy, but I think I would like to think that Barrowhead was just kind of testing the water with their their, um, audience and their matchmaking given all the difficulties that you can match make into and see what people were capable of without that communication factor, that teamwork factor. But unquote, I was really like, man, this could be tweaked just a little bit and it would require maybe a clan to communicate a little bit and maybe qualify it as a raid layer. So I hope maybe a prediction would be content that lends itself to that. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right because having the little puzzles that were thrown in there, having the um, man, it's the really cool room that has all the laser beams around it that you got to hit the plates to deactivate to fly around. Those kind of give you a sense of okay, this is more like a destiny raid than just a stronghold because there's other activities that you have to do. And I think you're right, not having the communication, um, they kind of have to tone those down for their first outing. So I. Th- I do think that they were testing a lot of things with with a sunken cell, and I really enjoyed the sunken cell. It's my favorite stronghold. Yeah. I don't run it a lot just yeah. because it's faster to farm legendaries in in Heart of Rage, but design wise, it did feel more raid like than anything else that we had. So I hope they have learned from that. I hope they've taken a lot of cues from that. I think it I think it'd be really beneficial if you know, hey, we've got to update our drops here so people can actually be in this you know, thing playing it so we can get more feedback from it. But yeah, you know, I would love to see something a little bit more in depth because right now a lot of the strongholds are just, you know, point and shoot until it's dead. And there's not a lot of raid communication going on at all. Right. Well, right on like my clan, I have a in real life clan. It's pretty small, but that's something that they're definitely would be looking forward to, to get into Anthem. I haven't actually gotten them into Anthem. The first thing they were like, well, what's the end game like? And I was like. <laughs> and you're like, don't ask me that question right now. Don't ask me that. Don't ask Three me that. strikes uh, at the moment, no, basically. No comment. No comment. Yeah, that's, and, and that's tough because. grinning. And, and it's tough because you want people to get in the game. You want to enjoy it because I'm very much like you. I enjoy playing the game and I want more people to have that enjoyment also. So as they build things out, hopefully at EA Play, we'll be able to see what they're, you know, a new idea for whatever they're showing with the Cataclysm. Maybe that'll incorporate some of those ideas. So I hope eventually your real life clan comes and joins you so that you guys can, you know, have the fun that we all have while we're playing the game. So Black Zenith, I appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. And I guess we need to, we need to ask you what javelin you're maining because we forgot to ask you that. Oh, yeah, I mean a storm. That's right, nice. storm, storm master race. Are you so what? What, right. what gear? What gear are you using? I'm I'm curious. So for my GM three, I'll mainly run Winter's Wrath, uh, Black Ice, Rainer's Blaze, and Yvena. See, and I, I haven't gotten Rainer's Blaze yet, but I have been running Thunderbolt Yvena, which is I th- that so far is my favorite gun, just because of the procs on the on the Thunderbolt. So. I've had a lot of fun with that one. Ooh, that's some good stuff. Priming, good stuff. Yeah, with the priming with Winter's Wrath, I tend to kind of 
melt them a little bit with the rounders and then I can follow up with the black ice. So it's kind of like a triple prime situation because black ice will also prime if there are other enemies around after you detonate or strike an enemy. Very so cool. I, I tend to play the storm, the storm roll and doing a lot of priming for my interceptors and colossus. I, I don't even try to compete with mm. <laughs> detonate with those guys around. So I just like, you know, I'm going <laughs> to do what my role is supposed to do here. I wish the storm I played with did that. Whatever I do, no, I don't prime. I don't. I don't do that. I don't wait. I don't waste my time priming. But I mean, you're playing Grandmaster Three, so you need to be priming. So, how do you feel your survivability as a storm is in Grandmaster Three? My survivability is pretty good. That's that's pretty much where my gameplay exists is to survive. I mean, I, I I don't like to go down. Even in Destiny, that was my my biggest concern was going down. So I tend to be very mobile. Um, I don't. I stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. And until I get maybe, you know, a one v one situation or two v one like those snipers, then I'll probably come down and just start dead. priming melee, prime melee, prime melee to the dead. But um, if there's a lot of enemies around, I'll. And I, I think Storm just can switch up a lot. They can hover. If there's too many enemies around and they're focusing on you because you're hovering in the air, you have no cover, and you can get on the ground. You can kind of play cover base like a ranger. And then once, you know, the, it thins out a little bit, just go back in the air and start hovering and kind of controlling the battlefield. So I, I do enjoy keeping my distance, and uh, Storm kind of fits me a lot. But lately, with the content being where it is, I've actually been able to explore all the other javelins and appreciate what they bring to the table. So slowly but surely, the other ones are kind of growing on me. Yeah, it's kind of a good opportunity to branch out now that we've kind of have hit a lull in things to come. So, Black Zenith, we appreciate the call. Thanks for listening and hanging out and being part of our community. And we'll catch you later. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, yo, thanks, thanks for, man. Thanks, thanks for dropping in. Appreciate, appreciate you. All right. Great call from Black Zenith. So, if anyone else would like to call, you can just jump over into our Discord chat. Um, talk it up. Any questions you want. If you want to talk about EA Player, if you have any other questions, you can do that too. All right, Devin, so your prediction um, was? Oh, you don't remember? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I was, I <laughs> it was, was busy. the uh, wooden, wooden javelin wrap. Okay, that. wooden javelin wrap. JD, what do you give uh, Devin's prediction here for a wooden javelin wrap? I'm, I mean, I want it to happen so bad, but um, I had to give that like an eight. I don't think that's going to happen. Sarah Marie says that's a 10. It's not going to happen. Mike, where do you give the wooden javelin wrap? Uh, highest is 10, right? Yep. Yeah, 1,412. 1,412. That's, that's a point for me. I happen to know that uh, I don't know anything. I, <laughs> I understand that you don't you know. know anything. We've been we've been talking about it a lot. I'm going to give it a two oh, because it's definitely going to happen. All right, Mike. First prediction. I forget how long this game right. is. This is a long game, and it can go long. So my first prediction: EA Play 2019. It is going to be revealed that um, that we are going to get more. I guess not revealed, but we will be getting a more content focused around the Urgoth. Okay. Give it a two. I give it 
I, I give it a I give it a four. Yeah. I give it a I one. With you. Why do you give it a one? Because it's gonna you happen. Should... Oh, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I'm like it's, it's gonna happen big time. I and mean, we've already saw it at the end of the game. Spoilers if you haven't gotten to the end of the game yet, but we see an Urgoth there. So this would be the likely time to tell us. I mean, unless also, they're just going to show off Cataclysm we also stuff. Saw, we also saw a cosmetic store. So I'm going to give you a go. 10, Mike. <laughs> when did you see a cosmetic store? I don't recall that. <laughs> All right. JD, your first prediction. Uh, my first prediction is uh, that we will get at least two new strongholds. Give that a 10. I'm going to give that a 10 as well. Mike? (laughs) So, JD, when you said we're going to get at least two new strongholds, do you mean they're going to announce it or we're going to get them at EA Play or that's going to happen before the end of the year? Um, Okay, yeah, I I get that from my wording. Um, I think they're going to announce uh, two new strongholds to be released released before the end of summer. I will still give that a 10. Mike, what do you give it? 10. <laughs> it's not going to happen, sir. Before the points end of... Points for JD, maybe. Yeah, you can get all these points, JD, if you, if you work on that. All right, JD. prediction number two. So, Mike, you don't want me to read my second prediction? I thought this would be a fun prediction. Because anytime we read go it. anywhere... You know what, I, you know what I'm well, going to change this to? I'm going to change this prediction because this will be more topical from the last time we went to EA Play. So I predict that I will get walked in on the bathroom by three people while we were at gas stations. <laughs> I give that a one. Did, did that actually happen? Last year he got walked twice that happened to him last year. What? I never heard about this. Pants down, walking in. He's like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it happened twice. I don't know like why Steven we picked. And they were both Asian men, weren't they, Stephen? They were, but I'm not like. I don't think that was like a reason for that to happen. That's just who is attracted to Stephen. Maybe I don't know. This is this is, this is just additional detail. Wow. It was a fun road trip. Wow. Every time we stopped, he should have asked Mike and I to guard the door for him. I guess I know. I think but, this time I will. When we drive up there, it's like guys, just stand sentry outside like, yeah, the door. We'll the door. That I don't know, but it's weird there. either. <laughs> so I'm going to say yeah. three people this year. We have <laughs> fallen down a rabbit hole. We have. You wanted me to change my prediction, so I changed it. Mike, your prediction rating. Uh, on what was it, Steve? I'm sorry. We kind of got lost. No, that's my three, prediction. He's going to be walked in three times. <laughs> walked in three times? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen again. I'm going to go 10. All right. JD? Uh, I am just totally shocked by this. I'm going to give it a six. All right, six. Devin, prediction number two for EA Play 2019. Uh, We're going to be able to play Anthem for a full hour. For a full hour? Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to give that an eight. Because that's a really Uh, long time. It's a really long time. Sarah Marie gives that a four. 
I guess I guess if there's not that many people there wanting to get into the anthem line, you could probably do like the whole um, splash mountain thing where you just stay on the log and they just keep going you going around and around. Yeah, that could happen if no one's in line behind you. Devin, someone from wow, chat asked awesome. someone from chat <laughs> asked if you could turn your um, volume down. You must be really hot Steven on your te- side. Steven tells me to turn it up. Someone tells me to turn it down. Well, I tell you to turn it up because I'm recording you from this side, so I don't know. Let so, see. let's see. Mike, here. your prediction. You're going to walk over here? Walking this way. Mike, your prediction um, for being able to play Anthem for a full hour. You let me know. Uh, my, my point, I'm going to go five. JD? I'm going to give that a three. Really? You think you're going to be able to play for that long? Yeah. Okay. Mike, your prediction. Um, For EA Play 2019, my second prediction is... Did I say 18? 2019. My second prediction is that we will get to see some never-before-seen... Um, Never before seen. What? How is it? New, new um, cinematics. New like story cutscene. Yeah, cut. That's the word. <laughs> wow, you there's really new, struggled to get that one out. Struggling. There's a new super important cutscene that we're gonna see that's gonna explain kind of the next what's going on. Um, I'm a. Hmm. Hmm. A new cutscene? Give that a four. I like it. JD, what do you give it? Because I'm having a really hard time thinking that they're going to do a full cinematic cutscene for a cataclysm. I don't think they're going to show the entire scene, but I think they'll show like a clip of it or something. So I'll give that a a four. So you guys don't seem very sure on it either, because I'm thinking if they're going to show off a cataclysm, cataclysm isn't necessarily story content. Because I would, I would expect a cinematic... So when was the last time we got a cinematic in the game? Was there any time, except for the during the critical path, we had full cinematics? Because no, a lot of times... I mean, we know they've been recording them, though. So. Yeah, they have, they have so been recording them, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, I it's know. a cataclysm. It's a huge, major event in the world. they got to have some leave. kind of cinematics. It's not just going to be like... Hey, there's a dude in the bar you should talk to to learn more about this, but we're not going to tell you that there's a dude in the bar you should talk to to learn more about this. I mean, that's and, a possibility uh, of something that could happen. So, Mike, are you going full cinematic or will like an in-game cinematic count also? Like if they just full took... Full cinematic. So fully rendered, done by, you know, okay, fully rendered, not just in-game cutscene. I'm going to say right. eight because I don't think they're going to do that. I don't have a feeling that they're going to have a fully cinematic cutscene for it. As much as I would believe love it to, man. I should believe in things. But your JD, your faith is disturbing. JD, your next, uh, your next uh, prediction—that's the word I was looking for. Yes, my next prediction is that it is going to be cloudy at EA Play this time. Ooh, I like that. Um, I'm hoping it will be. I'm going to give you a ten. Give you a five. Way to be non committal, Devin. Mike? See, uh, I mean, see but like, 
But like, it's not hard thing. to look at a weather forecast, right? I mean, like, I haven't seen a lot of weather forecasts that go the more than two weeks out. However, I have lived in California, specifically Southern California, for 27 years. So I do have an advantage here. 27 years. Like, yes, well, I've seen the sun longer than you have. That so. is also true. That, 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 that is true. Mike's a vampire. He doesn't see that the sun. That is true. Give me a number, oh Mike. Uh, zero. Zero is one a number. Oh, one through ten, one. All right. Mike agrees that it'll be cloudy. All right. Third prediction. I think we'll go only three predictions here, unless you guys want to go the full five. We'll go three. All right. So at EA Play 2019, we are going to see more than 10 stormtroopers walking around. Like 10 different stormtroopers. You're not counting like the same uh, stormtrooper 10 times? There will be eight different stormtroopers on location. Eight different? Ten, sorry. Uh, ten different stormtroopers on location. Ten is the number. I'll give that a five. Are there many scheduled to appear? I don't I don't understand. There's a new Star Wars game. Maybe you haven't heard of it. <laughs> Maybe you haven't heard of it. <laughs> I actually haven't. So there was a pretty big news. <laughs> there were two stormtroopers last I year. I haven't heard about it. They also have a Battlefront 2 game that they are still supporting. Okay, so then I predict there will be 17 Battlefronts there. <laughs> 17 Battlefronts? <laughs> I don't think that's how Battlefronts work. JD, what's your prediction here? 10 Stormtroopers. 10 different, unique Stormtroopers. Uh, me? Uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Uh, I predict that we they are going to announce um, changes. JD, to I'm going to punch you, right? No, no, no. He wants your number. He, he wants whether number. one to ten. JD, oh, one to ten. I'm one sorry. To... I'm sorry. I've got. Yep. <laughs> I did a bit. I'll take a. I'll take a five, sir. And this is why we're only doing three. All right, Devin, your prediction. <clears throat> My prediction. I predict there will be ten plus. No. <laughs> <laughs> this has just gone places now (laughs) yeah so i predict we have trouble getting into ea play on our first day all right why just because of like weather we got lost mike forgot his shoes um because our passes will be messed up all right i'm gonna give that a one Mike? Ten. Ten Everything Mike. is going to go... <laughs> Mike believes in the system. JD? Faith. Like, I don't... Um, I'm going to give this one a six. All right. JD also has faith in the system. Mike, your third and final prediction. Um, It was in my head. What's in your head? Um, was Zombie? it about Battlefronts? Zombies. It wasn't about Battlefront. It was about oh, um, there will be. This is going to be pretty easy, so I'm just banking on my four points here that I'm going to get, uh, or my three points, however many it is. Uh, but but there will be a photo op with the four javelin suits. Oh, I'm going to put a ten on this one. Really? They had those last year, so I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't bring them this year. I don't know why Steven they would bring them this year. Think so. I'll give that a one. 
That's what I thought. I'm also going to give this one a 10. Yeah, I don't think they bring them out this year. They, they were advertising it last year when it was a hot new thing and before a lot of things happened. So I don't see them doing that again. They make me snap my fingers. Yeah, no me. one asked for an explanation, JD. <laughs> JD, your last uh, your last um, prediction. I predict that they will announce uh, major changes to the featured store. I'll give that a ten. <sighs> Devin, Mike, man, where's my faith going? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, think they, I don't think they are talking about the store at all. They said zero about the store since launch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with ten. Rustin <clears> gives <throat> it an eight. Devin gives it a the ten. Eight is disturbing. Mike, a seven. A seven. Mike has more faith. Sarah gives it a five. So, all right. So, looking at our predictions, Ray up gives it a nine. Also. Yeah, I don't think they're man. Maybe they, I would not complain if they did say that they were gonna, you know, change it up. I would, I would be happy to give you those ten points, JD, if they start talking about what they're gonna do with the uh, store. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. We can all hope. All right. So total points that we can earn after EA play. So I can earn seventeen. Mike can earn eight. Devin can earn eighteen. Mike can earn fifteen. And JD can earn twenty four points if all this pans out. So it'll be very interesting. Okay, so someone in the chat says, prediction, someone yeah. will have an anti-anthem poster or sign like a protester at EA Play 2019. Did they allow signs last year? I don't think they did. No, they didn't have any signs last year. I don't even think. We couldn't like even bring them back, signs right? anywhere. But, I mean, they had posters that they gave out. It's true. So. They did give out posters. So unless someone wants to go through the trouble to write their own poster, huh? that'll be interesting. But I think these these will be some fun predictions. I think we're going to have a fun time as we go down there. Regardless of how the event pans out, it's always fun to hang out, get to see a bunch of you that are going to be out there with us. Um, so if you are also headed to EA Play 2019, um, shoot us a message. We'll get together. We'll say hi, You know, hang out for a bit. We'll stand in lines together. It'll be a great time. So if you're headed out there, let us know. So really quick... Yeah, so really quick, Devin. Um, so Gareth, one of our patron members, um, wrote in last time. We had a really good discussion about you know expectations about Anthem. And Gareth wrote in again and wanted to know what other builds we were trying out. Because he really liked when we started talking about new builds I was trying with the Storm. So Devin, we put it on you to kind of do like a uh, Javelin Build of the Week talk. So I want to know what you have been running recently, and maybe everyone else that is an Interceptor main also would like to know what you're running. All right, yeah, so mine is kind of similar to what you did where you're running a more weapon-focused build, right? So a lot of my stuff has additional weapon damage or um, ability you know, to cause more weapon damage for short bursts of time. So I'll start out with my weapons. I'm using Elemental Rage. The main thing for that is I have plus 175% weapon damage and plus 100%, 150% damage, physical damage. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then I have the Rollner's Blaze. And that one, I'm um, using that because it has plus 250% weapon damage and plus 125% weapon damage. So I have both those weapons. There's nothing else uh, even close to the amount of damage that both of those can do in my weapons. So... 
How does it compare it, even to the gear pieces that you're running? So my gear pieces help uh, help some of those things. So uh, like the uh, assault or my assault system, it's ruthless striker or stalker, not striker. <laughs> uh, hitting an enemy increases weapon damage by 110% for 20 seconds. Right. And that one has plus 200% gear charges as the main uh, infusion that's on there. So, or inscription. So that's, it's really my build is focused around doing more damage with my weapons because they can do uh, more than any of my other gear pieces could possibly do. Um, the next thing I'm using, let's see here. Uh, so for my support, I have target beacon. So that one reduces the target's resistance by 33%. Um, it, it gives me an additional 25% shield, and this is my only piece that has luck on it. It's plus 28% luck. So, uh, my strike system is sudden death. So, it says hitting an enemy uh, detonates a fire explosion. That's just the, the first part of it. But it gives me plus 225% gear damage and plus 100% gear damage. So, this really is my best gear piece that I have. Um, it's good, but, I mean, it can take out smaller, like a couple of mobs of of lower like get you know grandmaster one it can take them out so if i get surrounded as the interceptor i just kind of throw that out there and um i can kind of hop back out and kind of clear some space so um the next thing i have here is my components so i'm using vengeance matrix is my first component it says increases all damage dealt by 50 percent and there's also a typo in the text for this uh, component. Uh, the next line is damage taken by blank percent. Um, nice. So it doesn't, it's supposed to increase your damage taken also. So it's like, a, you know, it, okay. it gives you more damage, but you take more damage. But right now the text is broken. So I'm hoping it doesn't give me increased damage. But, <laughs> but it's hard to I, tell one way or another right yeah, now. I, I don't know. There used to be text in there before the last update. Um, but I can't remember what it was. So um, the on there, the next thing is on low armor. So this is the next part of the inscription on low armor damage taken, reduced by 50% for 10 seconds. And then the uh, only good inscription I have on there is plus 30% ultimate speed. So it helps build my ultimate a little bit faster. Uh, then I have the talisman of power. So increase strike by 10%. So this is right bumper hit increases left bumper damage by 60% for 10 seconds. So um, my left bumper is my, my assault system. So um, that increases my damage. So I use that quite a bit. So that, that helps me um, to increase my, my damage more often. So um let's see. The only good inscription on there I have is plus 20% uh, shield refresh and plus 15% auto rifle ammo because both my weapons are auto, auto rifles. So that, that helps out to have some more ammo for them. Um, the next component I have is softened blows. So it increases the javelin shield by a large amount. Um, increases can, can damage. You tell how large, can you tell how large, large amount is? Is there like, can you put a percentage um, it's to It's like it? over 3000. Oh, okay. So it's, it's over 9,000. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was over 9,000, but no, it's, it's like a 3000, uh, and so I forget the exact uh, amount. I didn't, I didn't write that part down, but um, it's just my, it's the best you know increase in shield that I have for a component. So um, 
The other part it does is increase damage resistance by 75% for five seconds when the shield runs out. So once my shield drops, I get a damage reduction for five seconds. Uh, it also gives me plus 85% shields and plus 25% weak point damage for my inscriptions on that. Um, let's see here. The next one I have is Symbiotic Surge. So this one, so I have one both for shield and one for armor. So this is my armor. So this increases armor by a large amount. Um, so again, this one, it's over 3,000 um, for the armor. So both of these, like the armor is really big where it's over 3,000 and then the secondary, which like for the shield, it's larger and then the armor is only like 300. And the same goes vice versa uh, right. on this symbiotic surge. Uh, but it has increased all damage by 50% for 10 seconds when picking up a repair pack. And then I have plus 38% combo and plus 50% armor for my inscriptions on that component. Um, then I have way of salvage. So increased weapon uh, magazine by 30%. And then the ammo drop rate is increased by 50%. Um, and then collecting ammo increases weapon damage by 40% for 10 seconds. Yeah, that's so, a pretty... And that one's a universal, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, actually a really good component that I use also. I mean, it it doesn't feel like it or seem like we're reading it. It makes a huge difference. But anytime you pick up an ammo pack, I mean, it your yeah. damage goes up quite a bit. Unfortunately for the storm, you like if you have Gunslinger's Mark, that increases your damage while you're hovering. So you kind of have to drop, pick it up, and then <laughs> hover again to get drop, that stack... Pick. But I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it does a lot of damage when you pick those up, and especially if they're dropping, you know, fifty-five percent more. And that one also gives me a little bit of shield refresh, so plus eighteen percent, and then helps me fly a little bit longer, so plus thirteen uh, overheat uh, delay. So uh, then, my last component is the elusive talisman. So this one increases weapon damage by twenty-five percent, and then dashing three times refills my equipped weapon magazine. Um, I've also found for some reason it, it says it only reloads my equipped weapon, but uh, in my testing with in this last one, it's probably a bug. It also reloads the weapon that, that I'm not currently using uh, because I was testing it out with my sniper rifles quite a bit and um, I would swap it out to my auto rifle and it would still reload the sniper rifle when I dashed huh. three times. Interesting. So that's um, a feature, not a bug. That, yeah. <laughs> Guess depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. So, um, and that one only gives me like the, the inscriptions. It's just plus thirteen percent repair, and then plus twenty three percent acid, which doesn't really do anything because I don't have. I used to have acid in my build, um, but I, I changed it out in my strike system. So, so yeah, mostly my build is just like shooting. You know, just using my weapons to destroy them and going in real quick, hitting them and bouncing back out. You know, so I can get my increased weapon uh, damage for like ten to twenty seconds. So. So with, with the current build that you have, is this something that you have been using a bunch of or just something you wanted to try out to kind of change it up? Because I know previously no, using, you were doing... I've been using it for about uh, three weeks. The only thing I, I kind of interchange is the uh, strike system. Is That's the only one I kind of change out. There's a couple different ones depending on what I want to do that I can change to. Like I, I can have um, the acid. Uh, I, forget, I forget what the exact word for that one that one is for that component or gear piece, but basically I just spray a cloud of acid out and it damages a lot of enemies and gives me also um, my ultimate faster. It's like plus seven, it used to say 700% or whatever. I forget what they, they term it as now, like seven, 
units or something. They worded it really weird. Hmm. Um, for the increase in the ultimate. And then I also use one for um, throwing at my glaives where I can either use the one where it freezes. If, I, if I'm doing like um, the man, I'm having brain fart right now. The are the the main the main stronghold we used to run all the time with the spider swarm tyrant. Um, yeah, swarm tyrant. I would use the uh, frost glaive and then the other one which increases the damage of it. So uh, and it gives me three of them that I can can hook out there and I can freeze uh, pretty much anything out there for really quick and just hit them with you know my combo. So so are there any uh, uh, are there any encounters that you try to avoid? That your build just isn't built for? Uh, really, <clears throat> anything electric uh, really just smokes me. Like any time in the Heart of Rage, um, once we get to that last phase, like I, I can survive pretty much everything else. But once we get to, you know, the electricity phase, it, there's there's nothing in there that, that reduces that for my build. And so it could be just one single hit and I'll, I'll go down usually. So, so avoiding the electricity. It's my enemy. <laughs> so right on. Devin, I appreciate you going in-depth on your build. Um, hopefully, if anyone else is interested in doing that, you've had enough luck to get all those gear pieces. I mean, I'm sure they could probably end up making that same build just in a Masterwork version if you don't have the legendaries. Um, I think, I mean, Masterworks are pretty easy to get. So there's a lot of guaranteed places where you can get them. So if you also have any tweaks to Devin's build, or if you're like, hey, you're, you should be using this. This will increase your damage. Uh, let us know. You can do that at Freelancer Codex on Twitter. You can send us, let's say you can email us at FreelancerCodex at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Freelancer Codex. If you want to support this crazy podcast that we've been doing for almost two years, you can do that at Patreon.com slash Freelancer Codex. Become one of our patrons. We are ever so grateful for that. Um, the show will always be free, but if you want to lend some support, you can do that there. We appreciate everyone that hung out with us in chat. A lot of new faces there. I'm glad to get to um, talk with you guys and chat with you. Um, we are excited for Anthem. We're excited for the future of the game. We're excited to see more. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to see that sooner than later and break a couple of our predictions. I would love to get more information and be able to see some of the new things that are coming down the pipeline. So we might have some exciting news um, next show for kind of some things that are happening with the freelancer codex. We don't want to say anything yet until those things are official, but um, we're kind of excited for some, some things that are going to be happening for us. So until next time, unless Mike, JD, Devin, you guys have any parting words of wisdom that you want to share with everyone. I'll let you do that now. If you do. A dry sponge is a happy sponge. <clears throat> All right. And we will, we will definitely post the um, discord chat or the Discord link up into chat for people that want to get in there. And um, until next time, I think there's a cataclysm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. So Discord link, just go to the main YouTube page for it. It's right up there uh, under the Freelancer Codex. There's a link right to our Discord. So that's the easiest way to find it. And I guess you could do uh, FreelancerCodex.com. We also have that link there at FreelancerCodex.com. So until next time, we'll see you on the other side. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. 
Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.